Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bottled. The first part of the 17th episode today is with Justin Da Silva and Jackson Wilder. In this episode, we talk about the evolution of computers, immigration policies and ethics, gambling, social security benefits around the world, and Aboriginal Australians. This episode was recorded on the 20th of December, 2020. Please enjoy. Is it working? We're back. Yeah. All right. right. We're back on. I mean, where were we? We were talking about. um, You were going on a rant. You're just beginning a rant about um, the old times. I think it was about cars. Something to do with cars. Yeah, and then we talked about how um, old technology, just going back in time, um, just feels good. There's something about it. Yeah. It's all. It all. Everything changes Mm. based on what's presented to itself in that era. Mm. It's pretty much how it is. The need of time. Exactly. Like all these changes we've gone through from like cars, even mo- oh, don't even get me started with mobile phones, man. Yeah. You had like a computer the size of a room and now they're like they're so tiny. You got like you get like those Raspberry Pis, you can make your little your own computer. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Like how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. I was fixing the thing, the video on the uh camera yesterday and I looked at the memory card. I was just playing around with it. 128 gigabytes of storage in a device as tiny as my uh, fingernail. I remember my dad bought me a 512 megabyte USB where uh-huh. I started high school because he was like, you might need this. <laughs> and it was like like 50 bucks or something. It was shit, incredibly expensive. But yeah. back then, you could literally feel uh, that, that was a yeah. huge storage. Well, then. floppy disks were right. just going out. 1.4 yeah. megabytes. And they were just sort of, they were just fading out. 1.4 megabytes yeah. of floppy disk. You couldn't get anything on there. Yeah. You get one word file. I know. Yeah. Like if it's in KB, maybe quite a few, but if you have images and stuff. When we were a child, I used to play um, Age of Empires with my cousin and we really didn't know how floppy disks function. So what my cousin did is copy the shortcut file from the desktop, you know, with the arrow thing, the shortcut, that into the floppy disk. And he's like, I got Age of Empires for you. And he was like genuinely happy because... He thought he got the game for me in a floppy disk and he that was a loophole there for the computers and uh, took it home. The entire day I was looking forward, but then bang, it's a shortcut. I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's me learning about computers. Joke's on you because he re- he knew it was a shortcut. Yeah. He was just playing with the emotions. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's listening, um, well. I, I mean, not that anyone listens. <laughs> Oh, you'd be surprised. 128 followers, our listeners, who's, who've listened to 80% or more of every episode. And in total, I've got like 324 listeners. I don't think I've even listened to my own episode. You're, you're a fuckwit, that's why. You piss me off. Uh, I've only listened to one episode and that was Nikki's. Yeah. Nikki's episode was- The whole way through. Yeah. Can you say something? Justin? Is it working? I think it is. Maybe. Yeah. Well, the right. microphone's moving, yeah. 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 That's good. The Nikki's episode was really fun. Uh, I think um, I was telling you last week, it's one of the few episodes where we've discussed about something very specific about midwifery. And uh, the other episode was with David. We talked about bodybuilding. Um, 
and it's coming out in in a few weeks time but there's something about um talking uh just talking about a, a specific topic whether it be um just you know just winging it or talking about something specific uh, you realize that you do have something to share you you've got opinions and if you share it in the right way that's what a lot of good podcasters do is they get someone in that's very knowledgeable in one sort of area or around some yeah. sort of thing and then they just express their knowledge for the for the hour yeah and you learn something because you're sitting there trying to get something out of them Mm. Yeah, basically, basically true. But there's a lot of problem with people who think, uh, like you know how they call motivational speakers, um, who basically copy and paste what others say mm-hmm. and sort of a rant about it. But yeah. I like people like um, you know Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye who talk about their area of expertise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, the podcast will get there one day. And that's when I'm going to show you the statistics of how people are listening. Because right now you're just making them up. Yeah, right now it's just like, yeah, there's like 200 people easily. Give or take. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, sort of. But I'm really glad that you've, uh, you've, you guys have been here for quite a few times now. Yeah. Yeah. How was the... Every time. You don't... Such a drain. You don't, you don't talk, man. This is is podcast number like six. It is. Yeah. I think you, every time you've come in, you've said you're never coming back. And then a few months later, you just pop up. We yeah. back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just giving the listeners what they want. Are, are you there? Yes. They just want yeah. your pretty face. Oh, just a pretty that's face. It. That's it. You <laughs> haven't released the video from the first one, so I don't know what you're talking about. Which first one? The first one we did. You didn't have a camera that was working. Ah, oh, yeah. Ooh. There's a lot of things not working in the studio, but we're all getting through it. Yeah. Studio. Like the mic that I have to check every five minutes to make sure <laughs> that it works. <laughs> Yeah, but it, you know it's all, it's all um, fun and games um, because yeah, <laughs> yeah because um, like we discussed, it's going to be um, uh, there's going to be a pause for bottle for quite a while uh, because yeah, the studio is going to go. We're going to move out as well. I'm not sure what my future is in Australia. Uh, it's looking bleak, but you know, hopefully things work out. We'll just hide you somewhere. Everyone does that. Yeah, man. What is immigration <laughs> going to do? Kick you out? Probably. What's yeah. The, what's, the worst, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You get sent home. <laughs> but <laughs> there aren't really a lot of illegal uh, immigrants there in Australia. I don't. There's think a so. whole lot. Oh man. You think so? But most of them are from like Europe. Like you think of illegal immigrants, and they're like, oh, they came in on a boat or something. But yeah. a lot of them are just overstayers of visas that have come from like the UK. Mm. So many. <laughs> yeah, but you. Cash in hand jobs. Yeah. How can yeah. you track them? You can't. Yeah. You just live under the radar your whole life. And what, like 20 years later, they find you're like, oh, you were supposed to leave 20 years yeah. ago. <laughs> you're yeah. like, well, you might as well stay now. And because we're racist, we only care about the non-white people and finding them. <laughs> That's just how it is. It, it is true. Even as soon as you say illegal immigrants, I think it's the movies. I think of uh, a Hispanic person. Yeah. As soon as you hear right. the word, you just yeah. have a thought in your head. But it's not like that here. Yeah. Most of the people that are illegal are just overstayers of visas. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, but, like the working holiday, because you only can only be here for like two years. Yeah, backpackers yeah. and stuff, and they just use up all their time while they're here, and then they just go back whenever they feel like it. Yeah. But I wonder how you guys feel about this, uh, as in so many people trying to come into the country, just trying to stay. And you've seen people just uh, working day and night, spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to stay in the country. Do you feel surprised or do you feel... That they've been screwed over? 
<laughs> not particularly. <laughs> but no, how do you feel about the country itself, where you are as as a, as a country of uh, you know potential prosperity? How do you see this? Of people trying to just you know make Australia their home, millions of people around the world. I mean, it's it makes you. I guess it's proud because like obviously there's a reason why people want to come here because of whatever you know um prospects that they might have here over where they are but the fact that we screw them over when they get here and they get you know denied whatever visas that they thought they were going to get it's saddening as well yeah like all the students that have come here two years ago and they're working their way to being permanent residents and they're just getting yeah it's just it's shit Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is shit. But when you here's the thing: when you sign a visa, when you apply for a visa, you're essentially signing up for these things. You're signing up for uncertainty. Like it's not something you can really complain about. Uh, it's unfair, and to a certain extent, it is unethical that rules are being changed when someone spends so many years in a country. Well, that's the thing: it's the constant moving of the the finish line. Yeah, and the one thing I don't like is mm. that yes, you do. That's what you agree to. Yeah, but at the same time, what I don't like, in, and it's for a specific visa, it's this, it's the one where the work sponsorship visa. Mm-hmm. So, the government have a habit of changing the types of jobs yeah. that they'll sponsor you for. So, mm. for an example, if you're being sponsored and you're within that, it's usually I think it's you're supposed to be there. I think it's three or three or five years. Mm. But at any given time, the government can be like, you know what, we actually don't need many of these guys anymore. We'll just change it. And if you're halfway through that, your end goal is no longer permanent residency. It's that's just, the thing. If you've signed up for something, you should be able to get to the end of whatever it yeah. is, and that's that's fine. Mm. Whoever I comes know. in from now on, yeah, that's different. Change the rules, change whatever the jobs are yeah. specified. Yeah. But if you're still in there, you should be able to yeah. carry on. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that's what they were doing. Um, I think I remember they did uh, it for hospitality workers. So mm-hmm. managers would be able to get a permanent residency on that visa. But then about halfway through of a lot of people um, on this visa, they just changed and said, you know what? We, yeah. we don't need that many workers anymore. We're changing it. And so many people just got broadly yeah. stuffed up just because of it. I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah. I'm like, if you're ready, they've been here for three years. They've contributed you- all yeah. their tax, everything that they've yeah. paid. Paid. They've paid and they've, tax the exactly. And they've been screwed over. Ooh, it's like yeah. students that are paying three times as much for uni. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And they don't even get a student card. Yeah. You can't yeah. you can't get a discount transport. It's mm. ridiculous. Yeah. I agree to the fact that yeah, things can change, rules can change according to um the the path where the country wants to go. Yeah. But yeah, certain things like, you know, are giving discounts to international students as well, you know, getting in cards where it's easier to just live, just function yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. That should be there. And that's where I think governance and ethic, they really have to be taught to people and they have to be taught to not just the one or two people, not just the prime minister because he's just a person who is passing on a message, a message that's being derived from a whole cabinet of people. Mm. But yeah, that's where the concept of governments and um, ethic comes in. Yeah, but the end game for them is just money. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Is it not to everybody though in the end, at the end of the day? At the end of the day, yeah, but mm-hmm. everyone has their own goals, I guess. But yeah. not everyone cares about everyone else. Mm. Most yeah. people just, I mean, we're self-centered. That's what we are. That's what yeah, humans true. are. Mm. Worry about yourself and your immediates and then that's sort of it. 
Yeah, true. I guess it's um, just going back to that uh, question that I asked you. Nobody cares about each other, especially for people coming in from um, overseas and trying to make Australia their home, is because the country here has so much to offer. It's um, I, I say this every time to you and to you as well that things are near perfect. Mm. Like just reading the other day, uh, the US had three thousand deaths uh, on the twenty sorry the the seventeenth of December. Australia had a twenty eight case uh, outbreak. And we're in a complete lockdown in the northern beaches, yeah. and they're just happily going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing in U- the UK. I'm pretty sure they're in like an anti-lockdown. They're just doing whatever they do normally. Yeah, yeah. Only the strongest survive. Mm. But do you not think it's uh, sometimes? I feel like maybe that's the way to go. How how long do we live in this bubble? Do we live in this safety um, um, environment? I'm probably not going to get the vaccine. Yeah, it's too, it takes them. Normally, it takes you two years to get like a vaccine that's sort of mm. ready to go and it's been mm. tested and side yeah. effects are found out. But for one to be created in like six months, yeah, it needs bit, to go a bit more thorough testing. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like eventually, if they like they perfect it, well, that's the thing. Yeah. It needs to be like success rate where everyone takes it. It's like when you take the flu shot. Yeah, like yeah. everyone knows a flu shot's all good. Because they've trialed, tested, yeah, con- yeah. That's consistently reworked. When they when they first came out with it, mm. they tested it for whatever period of time, and mm. now they know that it works. Yeah. Whereas mm. this one, they sort of it just sounds like they're just rushing to make the most money. Mm-hmm. To be honest, so your reason for not getting it now is not because of um, rebellious reasons, but just you know you don't trust what's in the vaccine. No, it's just you don't know what's going to happen. To be honest, yeah. Like how do you? Well, yeah. Well, think about it in America. Hmm. They are so, they trying so hard to try and get this the vaccine done. So during the Trump administration, mm-hmm. they were trying to push the vaccine, getting all the trials approved. Mm. And the uh, Biden administration was kind of putting a stop to it. It's like, no, nope, yeah. not approving it. No. As soon as obviously Biden, because everyone I mean, kind I of mean knows, is he in yet? What's the what's the I, go I don't, know, that? I don't know what the the go is, but he's already signed off saying. I want the the trials to go ahead. I want the vaccine to go because it's yeah. all about looking good. Yeah, I want to be the one that yeah. found the cure. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And I'm like, mate, do the proper trials. Make sure it works. Because right now everyone's trying to rush this thing, and the yeah. first thing now the the news is jumping on allergies. Yeah, people are saying there's an adverse range, and I'm like, when you say adverse, yeah, it implies that you're going to get bumps all over your face your hair is going to fall out you're going to get rashes you don't know you don't know yeah it could just be like they're getting a couple of sneezing fits or something like that could be anything yeah i mean i'm i mean there's obviously people out there that are proper anti-vaxxers and they wouldn't get a vaccine for anything but Mm -hmm. i i I got a flu shot the other day yeah so like i don't i'm not that person but with this it's like we just it's just so quick yeah if it takes you 10 years to develop a vaccine for something that's been around for however long. Mm. How can it only take six months to make one? Yeah, for you know something that's brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what if the world's working on it? Like the best minds are working on just fully focusing on a vaccine for the coronavirus. Right well, I'm now. sure the best minds work on all vaccines. Yeah, yeah, but maybe the focus is not as um, inclined towards that particular virus as um, it is now. What I'm trying to get at is, uh, well, it could be a possibility that the vaccine does work, and just the media is playing with us. 
as in you know it's trying to fake news well, yeah this isn't the first time that the world's done something like this well they did research for a cure for aids and then conveniently all the funding for it stopped when it reached like nine it was a 95 percent yeah. of the way and i'm like yeah. that's a bit too uh convenient and they've been anyone's. trying to battle that for yeah. 40 years and they're still i mean i think they're getting quite good at reducing the side effects yeah but yeah. then like, you know why you can have something that will fix it you pay ten thousand dollars or we'll just a person for 30 years they pay yeah. two three hundred dollars every time they get it long-term long-term investments exactly yeah. and i'm like that's ridiculous but when you think about it it sounds so ridiculous but in a business point of view they're like i don't care which is what big pharma is it's just yeah. business yeah for them yeah. they're like they don't care about the cure they care about how long can we hold on to something until we're forced yeah. to make it change yeah, it's ridiculous. And one of the top Google search results uh, right now is Pfizer stock price. <laughs> it's uh, it's like we it, it's all uh, about you know people trying. That's to all it money. is at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, but hopefully the virus uh, vaccine works and you know this shit is over. Well, look, I'm sure it will work, and I'm sure it's like going to be perfectly fine. But it's just that they haven't done any. Yeah. Any tests? Yeah. Mm. I think a handful of people have gotten the virus right now. Oh, sorry, the the virus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been nice. Just a handful of people getting um, the virus. But just a week before Christmas, man, um, the Northern Beaches. Uh, how many cases today? Uh, well, how much? Forty something. It's forty something. Wow, forty cases, um, and we're in complete lockdown. But bloody guys on the other side of the bridge mate <laughs> keep the bridge <laughs> up i saw the video yeah. just thing. cut cut the harbor bridge in half just block them off they they could stay on that side <laughs> yeah that website bituda advocate that's right? the best it's so oh, sarcastic so it's the greatest i get all my news from the bituda advocate yeah it's where i see things first and then i'm like oh this must be real and then i go and oh, search yeah. it properly and i'm like ah oh, it is yeah the, the, the news is not fake it, no. it is real but it's just the way it's written yeah. and the headlines is so some funny. of the news is bogus oh, but, yeah. but it's yeah. always done in such a sarcastic yeah. yeah there's another one there's an american one the onion which is oh, similar. they do the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. well i like the the batuta advocate better oh yeah there was one that uh i i, I can't remember if i screenshotted but it was um old mate insists that it was going to be red on the pokies yeah <laughs> <laughs> you always have that one, mate. It's like, oh, mate, I was going to go I, red. I told you to go red. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was thinking it. It's yeah. like, I swear, I'm telling you. It's like it's always the opposite of what you're thinking. And then you do that and it's the opposite of that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, those machines are a life dream. You reckon they've turned them up since COVID? Oh, I reckon. I've been twice and I haven't hit a feature. Oh, I've turned it up as from the thing. I've just opted to just download the app on my phone yeah. and just just play on the pokies yeah. there. Oh man, yeah. it's so easy. You just click your finger, a couple of ten dollar hits, psh, the money's yeah. gone. Especially when so you wait, don't get anything. So you can play with real money on the app. No, no, no. Or oh, well, oh. you can theoretically if you want to buy. You know, you can buy coins. coins and stuff, but there's no like. Yeah, you can't pull the money out again. No. Oh, what's the point of that then? Hmm? For the enjoyment, yeah. the thrill. There's nothing better than going to the pub down the road, throwing twenty dollars into the big red machine, two dollar hit straight on yeah. big red, and then, jeez, and then never getting a feature. Not even, not even warming up on the five dragons or anything. It's straight uh, on lucky eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, bloody gambling, oh, man. 
and everyone's like on the 10 cent machines on the lightning strike. They're like, come on, get the gotta hit those one cent hits, man. You gotta hit that. They're like, hit oh. that grand. They're like, oh, I just saw the major go past. Oh, it's going to pop soon. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting the major. Good luck. I've never played pokies, man. I don't. Just don't. Don't. Care. Just don't. The don't. funniest thing it's is- the, the music pulls you in. It exactly. It makes a loud noise. It's designed to be addictive. Yeah. And there's no window. There's no uh, time on the walls. No. That's no. for a reason there. Like in Vegas, I don't have any of that. Yeah. yeah. Like even a normal pub that you don't have windows there. Well, they, I know that the machines have the time that it, it's on it. They're, they're oh, they required to have it on the machine. Oh. But no one really pays attention to the bottom right corner. They're looking at all the bloody yeah. things. and You're looking at how your money is slowly yeah, dripping yeah. away. And you can tell who's a veteran and who isn't. People will be standing there and like, oh, what is that? I don't, how much is that? And then you'll see another guy going tracing lines on the screen. So, yep. So they do the calculations the, before like $15, $12, $7. Okay, got $47. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. It's usually the Asian guy, right? <laughs> oh, no. It's, no, it's old mate, uh -huh. bloody with a beer in his hand. It's been there since the, 8 o'clock like, in the morning. It's like this, like this. You know, I'll just slap another 20 in there. <laughs> oh, wow, man. What's the what's the addiction there with gambling? I've never lied to It releases. I'm pretty sure it's dopamine that it plays mm. on. So it just. Wow. It's just. That's but, happy. But they've man. done they've done tests where people are like they've put like um like brain scanners and stuff, uh -huh. and people are more excited chasing than they are when they win. Oh. So when you're hitting it and you're seeing the things, people are excited. But mm -hmm. once they hit a win, it's like it it drops away. There's no yeah. It's the thrill of the chase, basically. Yeah. Makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, the other day, I put like three bucks on three football teams to draw. They all drew. I'm not sure which ones, but I had forty five dollar return. I didn't really cash out forty five bucks. I just invested again into something else. I like how you use the word invest. <laughs> invest. That's how we know. That's how we know we're getting you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, make, uh, makes sense. It's just, it, I, I guess it's the thrill. It's of the, like because if you put money on a game, you say yeah. you're more invested in that game. You're like you're. Keen. Even if you win, it doesn't really matter. But for that ninety minutes, you were like, "This is the best yeah. thing ever." Just looking at the the potential returns uh, field, it just makes me yeah. so happy. I'm like, you know, if I invest when you 10, win, you win. It doesn't matter. You just slap it back in straight away. Shit. And yeah. the best. So the best bet I ever did it was, and I put twenty bucks on it, and it was paying three to one. Was Prince Harry going to shave his beard or not in his wedding? when he came out? Uh -huh. And as soon as he walked out, it was the most exciting thing ever because he kept the beard. And I won 60 bucks. Oh, I was just like, this is the most ridiculous bet ever. And I love it because sports bet has like those. Yeah, I think I put money bets. on what, what hat the queen was going to wear, what color yeah. hat she was going to wear or something. And what uh, what yeah. color tie Scott yeah. Morrison was going to wear. In the, in so a, in um, who was the, who's the political commentator? Um, Laurie, something Laurie. Um, they had a market on him for the elections that he was going, what tie he was going to wear while he was doing interviews. Uh huh. Yeah. And he found out about it and he wore every single colored tie on the list. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Just yeah, so everyone that. would yeah. win. Yeah. So, how do you wear every single colored tie? In like, because he was on a news cast. So, they'd, they'd throw to him and he'd be like, oh, talking. Yeah. And then they go back to the news and they go back to him. Yeah. And every time they go back to him, he changed his tie. Oh, shit. That's, that's playing with, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's human. Because there were no like conditions. It was just like, what tie is he yeah. going to wear yeah. on that day? Yeah. That, that's what I thought. I mean, if uh, the people who were being betted on, 
they knew what the bet was. Mm. They would they could mangle with it. They they could play around with it. Just so a certain mm. group of people win. Yeah, they they literally have like that's not really betting. It's not really unpredictable because um, it's a, someone's decision that you're betting yeah. on. Yeah, it's predictable to a point, and then mm. after that, it's just like the chance of it happening. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But gambling is um, well. Do we agree? Gambling's not bad. Oh, sorry, gambling, gambling is, is the worst thing. Yeah, oh, gambling's it's bad. Worst. It's so oh, bad. It's yeah, awful. but everyone knows it's bad. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm. And we just do it anyway. Yeah. I guess it's um, if you're comfortable losing a certain amount of money, I guess it's not bad. Uh, well, that's the thing. If you're if you bet within your limits, yeah. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. Mm. And most people don't. Yeah. Like if you have all right, this week I've got to, every time you get paid, you're like all right, twenty bucks is just mm. for this, then you're using your money for, you know, something. Mm. But if you yeah. just like by the end of the week you've used up all your cash, you can't pay your rent, that's mm. completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of people fall into. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as you re- – how I see it is that as soon as you regret putting that money in mm. is when you shouldn't be putting it in, in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Like I'll maximum put $100 yeah. and if I lose that 100 bucks. I'm fine with it. I'm like, I'm That's not going to put it in. And you're more. done until next time. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, no but some people don't have limits. But it, it's hard to make that judgment for some people. Yeah. I've watched like mates of mine put literally, they take their Centrelink payout, mm-hmm. they put it in a machine and I just watch them just slap, slap. And then they'll put more money in to try and win the other money. Oh, yeah. And then they yeah. lose that money and then they'll put more in to try and get back the rest of the money. Because it's that mix. A higher bet. It's that mix of like shame and yeah. the blinding lights of the pokies that are drawing you in mm-hmm. yeah and, and some you, some yeah. sort of ego as well yeah there. yeah and you're like well i can't i can't leave with no money and then you've got the lady that walks around with the food and drinks to try and keep you seated and happy yeah it's a system designed to take your money that's what yeah. most pubs and stuff live off like mm-hmm. they're not making enough money off drinks yeah. and stuff they're making their money off the pokies yeah, gambling oh, was a well. major problem back home as well. That's why Nepalese nationals are not allowed to go to the pokies or even gamble. Really, in Nepal? Yeah. So if you have a Nepali passport and if you're in Nepal, you're not allowed to gamble. Wait, but, but they have places. <laughs> they have places to gamble for tourists. <laughs> yeah. So the, the tourists can like they can go to any pub uh, or uh, pokies or casino and then just spend That's your bizarre. money because essentially you're coming in to spend dollars into the country. Why wouldn't we say yes? Yeah. But to not allow. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's think, think about it. It makes sense. Like if you if the country if people are losing so much money. But then then you just cross the border. It just China does China have <laughs> you really think Nepalese are gonna go to China to gamble? They'd rather go to India. But China. can you can you gamble in India? You can. Yeah. Oh, that's where all like I thought it was illegal over there. Mm. In India. No, no. They've got massive resorts and casinos in India. I think you're talking about uh, certain um, Islamic countries that where gambling is not oh, allowed. Yeah. But, but even there, you can if you have a different passport to that country. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Like if you go to five star hotels, like no country in the world would say if a foreigner wants to come and spend dollars. No country in the world would say, "No, keep your money. We don't want it." No. I'm sure there'd be some. It have to. I'll be tell some. you right now, if Australia said. That I wasn't allowed to gamble, I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah. There would be riots. I, I just streets. I just want to put let me put twenty dollars in the goddamn machine once a week at least. It's not that much. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna spend my life savings. Yeah, well that's the thing. They were trying to they were talking about like having cards and you have to load up the card to use the poker machine or something. Yeah. So then they could make sure that you're only spending this much. Uh, but that's like mm. that's too much. I mean, 
That's an invasion yeah. of. Mm. They were doing that with. Uh, they were planning to do it with Centrelink, and only put and, it on the card. Yeah, yeah, and they trialed it in certain places that you can't buy alcohol with it. Uh, it just doesn't stuff. work yeah. at certain yeah. certain places, like the food card in the US. Yeah, but it was just it just backfired. Yeah, so, I mean you can't restrict people from doing mm. what they want. It's like I mean, even well, you people can, people if, do complain that look, it's taxpayer money, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's their money. Mm-hmm. It's money that's been given to them to use mm-hmm. as they wish. Because a certain government, a part of the government, wanted people to be more prosperous, not yeah. to spend that money onto something else. Though, well, the amount of benefits we have, like compared to the oh, rest of the world, no, is like ridiculously oh, more God. than others. Like we're so the fact that we can just go to a GP yeah. and when we're sick. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Over, that's what happens out of the Medicare levy yeah. in our tax. Yeah. And if you need to pay anything, it's like 10, 20 bucks yeah. max. Yeah, and even if you're unemployed because of the coronavirus mm-hmm. or anything, you can easily stay home and survive. You, you look at the US; they don't go to the doctor until they're about to die, and yeah. even then, they have to get dragged in. It's, it's most. Uh, yeah. it's, it's half the word. Oh, trust me, it's mm-hmm. half the words like that. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm, here, I mean, look, that's why I'm happy to pay taxes. Yeah. I don't care. I pay taxes because eventually at the end of the day, I'm going to need it. Yeah. I think yeah. we had this conversation the other day. The reason why it's so good is because people pay taxes yeah. and it just come into so much yeah. uh, benefit for us. It's, it's frustrating. We pay tax, but it has so many added benefits to us as a citizen exactly. of the country. And I was like hoping that they throw in maybe like the e-tag in there as well. So yeah. maybe I don't have to pay But that. that's the thing. Just throwing like, in the tax. I'll pay taxes. I don't care. Yeah. But as long as they're using it for things that are beneficial to people. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's like, uh, being used? Like what way? about, well, it's like how they use taxpayer money to build the M5. Mm-hmm. And now they're putting a toll back on it oh. once it's already paid off. Mm. And what, what's that for? To um, Oh, yeah, exactly. That well, makes sense. Yeah. Wasn't there, uh, I can't remember, there was one that they had finished ages ago yeah. and they kept tolling it and I think they gave people some money back for it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the M5. You, you can claim some money back. But it's, it's like ridiculous. You, you're using taxpayer money to pay for the road and then you're yeah. fucking basically taxing them again to use it. Yeah. Shit, yeah. It, just, yeah. it makes more sense to, instead of having to- actual tolls, just incorporate it into the tax. So people are just getting taxed a little bit more, yeah. but they have more money available to them and they don't have to spend it on just driving back Because it's forth. like 15 bucks a day if you're yeah. catching okay. a toll. Well, make a cap there, yeah. Well, the trucks, the new, like the M8, is it the M8? Yeah. It's, they're paying close to 200 bucks a week. If they, if they go there and back five times, it's like 200 bucks. Holy Who shit. Who on earth wants to pay that much? That's ridiculous. Well, the only thing that happens is everyone just goes on the back roads and then the back roads are packed. Yeah. And then they actually imposed restrictions because there were certain roads that were getting yeah. packed with all those trucks. Yeah. And they like in- implement like weight restrictions. Yeah. And- yeah. Sydney's going to blow up one day. Not literally. I mean, hey. Not I literally. To be terrorists. It, in, terms of, yeah, in terms of the economy. <laughs> Just because we're kicking you out of the country yeah. doesn't mean you have to... <laughs> Let me let me clarify that. Blow Sydney's everything gonna, up. Sydney's economy is gonna blow, is gonna blow up one day because of the fact that so many things are happening. But you know the the fact that people are now moving regional, like people mm-hmm. like myself, are where they have to in order to mm-hmm. certain have a certain pathway. Uh, it's a it's a master master stroke, in my opinion. But is it the same thing? They're just going to convince you to do it, and then they're going to turn around in a year and a half when you've got six months left and say, you know what, this isn't what we're doing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is that possibility. I guess you just got to accept it. 
to be honest. I've already come to terms with the fact that... Well, um, I I'll take it to court. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go... I'll go down swinging yeah. if I had a ch- chance to. Yeah, trust me, there's like thousands of people who would want to do that, yeah. but... Class action. Just get everyone in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not fair. It's you should if you're doing something mm-hmm. and they've created this whole kind of pathway to you saying, look, this is all what we're gonna do for you. So you go and make that decision instead of doing something else, you take that path. Yeah. Because they've implied you're going to get a visa for it. But then you're almost done and they're like, sorry, too bad. Bad luck. I'm like, that's not that's not fair. It's not ethic ethical at all. And they should be yeah. As I remember you talking about it as well. Instead of it just being as a blanket rule, it should be case by case. Exactly. Look yeah. at it and be like, okay, how has this person contributed to the country? Yeah. Has this person just been literally just kind of lazing around well, for the about last those, three, four years? What's that and, family that's that was living in that country town and they got moved to Nauru because they one of their papers didn't get processed quick enough? That's ridiculous. What, what, what happened there? Um, I can't remember the family. It's a big case. Mm-hmm. But- they're like a they were like a central part of the community. Mm. The father worked at a butcher shop. They all knew the family. Everyone was like integrated. Mm. Like you know, they they were part of the the community. And then they got one of the paperwork got shipped off or didn't get processed quick enough or something. And next day they just got shipped off to the detention center. It's ridiculous. Oh, and I remember that. I don't yeah, remember the small child as yeah. well, right? They're and, the small yeah. they're a small family. I don't yeah. remember yeah. what the name and was. And it goes with with us saying that. They weren't clearly looking at that by case by case. It was literally, sorry, too bad you didn't process out you go. But the problem yeah. with that is that um, they asked the, what's his name? Peter Dunn, Voldemort. Mm-hmm. They asked him, <laughs> like, uh, all you have to do is sign off and say, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And he just refuses to. And what's the reason for the refusal? I don't know. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah. But the thing is that it's cost more for them to put them there yeah. and the legal battle for it than it would have cost to just sign him off. And it would have been mm-hmm. back in that country town paying taxes and contributing exactly. to the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it just doesn't doesn't compute. Yeah, it, It's worse when you've spent so much time in a place, you've sort of integrated yourself into the society and the community, and then you're told, okay, maybe yeah. you, you don't really belong here because you, you don't have enough papers. You don't have the right papers. That's the worst anyone you don't want to hear that like you, it's it's fine if you <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah honestly it, it's fine if you're sent back home if it's fine if you're told okay you can't get this visa but it's not okay to you know give them false hope yeah. in my opinion yeah and i don't think any government has any right to say you don't belong somewhere either mm. like when you think about it we live on this big freaking orb in the sky yeah water earth there are no borders besides maybe the theoretical one that's probably going to be built like properly yeah between mexico and america (laughs) but besides from that it's it's an it's invisible borders where like as soon as you step over a line you're like now you have to follow our rules yeah It's, it's ridiculous no one should say you don't belong here and i'm like what do you mean that like Everyone's come from somewhere else. Someone's mm. migrated from somewhere. The people yeah. who came into the country here um, and took over from the Aboriginals were from another country as well. Mm. And when you have a lot of conversations with with um, people with direct uh, descendancies of the English line, yeah, they'll say, "Oh, 
this is our country, you got to leave. And I'm like, I don't think you understand like what makes it you justify saying that it's your country. Yeah. The, it, like the land belongs to who it belongs to. Yeah. And I, for me, for me, I believe it was the Aboriginals because yeah. they were being here for who knows long, how long, long. Like 10, yeah. 10,000 years as a minimum. And when I did research on them when I was young in high school, their argument was the whole point of terra nullis, like the land belongs to no one. And yeah. because the Aboriginals were very nomadic and they yeah. moved around, they were saying, oh, they just- Where's like, the fences, Yeah, where's the fences? Oh, where's the houses? Where mm. are the dwellings? And I'm like, you can't just go off the basis of just because they don't have permanent dwellings yeah. that then they don't live here. Yeah. That's not how things worked for them. Exactly. Right? They were more of a community. They wanted to be together. Was so, yeah. It was yeah. so intricate on the way that they lived their life and how they moved yeah. around because food was never there yeah. in the first place. Like, in, sorry, in one place, they had to move to here. Food moved. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like kangaroos oh. be hopping. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, uh, uh, at the graduation at Macquarie University, the um, the speaker was Aboriginal and he said one of the most beautiful things ever. And my parents were there as well. Everybody was there. And he said, when I turn the tap on, the water flows. When I go outside, I breathe the air. And it was the same water and the same air when, even before when Australia was. So, you know, regardless, keeping all of that aside, forgetting the past or just embracing it, welcome to the country. The, the problem is that we try to forget the past mm. there's no embracing of there you know is, this yeah. is what happened mm. Mm. The, even in high school they don't teach you about you know the they don't really teach you about what what went on they teach you about the colonies yeah. more than they do about the indigenous people yeah. and there's a real sort of hiding away of that sort of stuff like mm-hmm. there were massacres and stuff where they were just killing people left yeah. right and center yeah. and taking and um, taking children and stealing women and all that sort of stuff, but they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, because it's so, no one wants to admit to it. So, what do you think? Because you, your children who've gone to the schools and read those things, you've been taught a certain extent. To a certain extent, what do you think should be taught then? The truth. Yeah, basically, the truth, man. The truth in in more of a detail. Like, look, they touch on it. They say, "Oh, this." You know, I remember doing. I remember learning about like one massacre that happened. Yeah, but there were like one in every like state, like every year. Yeah. It was mm. it was mm. terrible. And think about have you you remember the the movie The Rabbit Proof Friends? Yeah. I've heard of it, and never watched it. Well, yeah, that was it's very confronting, massive. Mm. Just imagine a country trying to mm-hmm. get rid of the pure Aboriginals by breeding them, into, basically breeding them out, yeah. breeding them out. Saying no, we don't want uh, pure Aboriginals, which is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Yeah. And as a kid, when you watch that that movie, you don't really kind of understand until someone kind of explains, explains it, it in detail. detail yeah. And you're like, holy, like, wow, this is actually happens. Like, why hasn't this been shown to us? Like, why doesn't the country really embrace it? Like, ever since the country made that apology about what happened, it's all kind of like tread very lightly like I'm like 12 no. years ago now yeah but yeah. like just be honest just say this is the full history this is, this what's is happened. what happened yeah it where is, do we go from here yeah. what yeah exactly what do we do from this point on to make sure we can right our wrongs but also grow a path where everyone's happy and content yeah because right now it's still not which this. is why i mean i think we talked about it on the last podcast the same thing mm-hmm. but 
a lot of Anglo or white people will complain, oh, Indigenous people get all these benefits and all these, like, there's uh, Indigenous-identified jobs where they want. But it's not let's give them more. It's how about we bring them up to the level that, you know, we're at. Yeah, they deserve. Yeah, they deserve. They they need as much structure because we've pushed them back so far. Yeah. Mm. Do you think New Zealand's more progressive and transparent? They did. I, I believe they did a lot better. Because yeah, they've incorporated the Maori culture into all schools. Mm. Yeah. And they actually learn about it and that's part of their sort of upbringing. Yeah. Whereas here it's just like, let's just forget about it. Let's push it to the side. My friend Kurt gave me this a book. I haven't read it. Um, 1788. It's basically the first fleet from England coming into Australia. Mm-hmm. Let's read the look at the blurb. <laughs> but that's the thing. All the, they were basically just looking for a place to put all the convicts because America yeah. was going through the Civil War. Mm. That's it. That's what happened. Yeah. They couldn't dump them there, so they tried to find a place to put them. And what, that, that was the year, uh, 1788. I read the first blurb and all I see is it like an adventure and it makes it very mm. one-sided or like English-sided. It's like never before or since has there been an experience quite as bold as this. 11 of the tiniest ships sailed for eight months over the toughest of seas, carrying 1,500 people, food for two years and all the equipment needed to build a colony of convicts in a land completely beyond their experience and imagination. Where in that that yeah. that small part of this blurb mm. explains what yeah really happened. So, so it's very is, it's it's very yeah like it's what it's been like washed. It's off. like what they say: the winners write history. Mm. They're the ones that you know. Mm-hmm. You always hear history from the side of yeah. the people that survived and were able to to mm. talk about it. So you're saying <clears throat> what's written in that uh, particular paragraph? Well, I mean, who knows? Exactly. I mean, the whole book could be about something completely yeah, different. But, yeah. but, that's, but just that sentence is That's like a generalization of most. Yeah. And what's being taught in schools as well. Just is, is it, well, I'm just trying to answer, is it one-sided in the schools what's taught or is it just incomplete? Or Inco- incom- it, oh, it'd be a bit of both. So it'd be, it, it's because um, I did a few lessons on it mm. when I was there teaching. And they always they do focus on um, indigenous figures, but they're always they were the ones that integrated. Mm. So they they do focus on ones that sort of tried to become British, basically. Yeah, not the ones mm. that sort of fought against. Okay, yeah. So they've sort of hidden the the conflict side of things. The the um, the regression, just the anger and the dominant side of things, but just sort of yeah. uh, focus on how Australia came mm. to be. Yeah. I mean, which, look, I understand you have to have age-appropriate things. Like, you mm. can't teach a year one student about yeah. death and massacres. You teach them about how Australia was born and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you still have to incorporate, you know, the truth. Yeah, you got to tell yeah. them the truth sometime or later. Otherwise, you're going to create. You're more likely going to create someone who's very patriotic and one-sided in their in their yeah. train of thought. And you don't want that. You want people like the the next following generations to embrace and acknowledge what the past has done. Yeah. Not to be like, oh, I only know this part. Whatever you're mm. saying here doesn't really kind of concern me because mm. it's happened before before my time which isn't like that it's yeah. like in TAFE the the one thing I learned from TAFE was that it wasn't until the 1970s that we considered 
Indigenous Australians. Uh, well, up until the 1970s, we considered them part of flora and fauna. So basically plants and animals. They were covered under that act. Yeah. And it wasn't until, I mean, I didn't know that until I graduated, it studied, and then studied again. Yeah. So it's, that's it's crazy, it's crazy man. Yeah. yeah. Even, even the concept of slavery and the, even the concept of racism 50 years ago, it's crazy to think that people who participated in racist acts and people who made rules that was racist towards a certain group of society are still alive. But that's that's you know, why you can't you can't sort of judge them too much because they grew up in a time where that exactly. was normal. I was having this debate with someone and I used a particular word and I said, you've got to appreciate where they're coming from, where their thoughts are coming yeah. from. And yeah. the person thought, I said, appreciate what they're thinking. I didn't mean that. Like You've it, grown it, up it, your it, whole life yeah. thinking one thing and then now it's completely changed and that's not something that you can say. I mean, look, I under, I can understand how that's hard. Yeah. But there are also people that are that age that are yeah. completely accepting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In every era, and when you look at it, every era had what they defined as what the norm was. Yeah. When we look back at it, we know that shouldn't be the norm. Mm-hmm. But for them, because it's everyone was doing it, they just accepted, okay, fine, that's the way that it is. Yeah. But it took people thinking outside the box to change that norm, yeah. which is why you had all those tipping points in every era mm. to allow this change and transformations to happen. Otherwise, yeah. we would be exactly where we exactly, were back yeah. hundreds and thousands of years ago. Things yeah. always change and it takes a lot to actually change that person. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that thing, you grow up with your own your perceptions, your values, your traditions and whatever, and then all of a sudden it's overnight it's completely different then of course you're going to fight against it yeah it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person Mm. but they just Mm. have values that are outdated 100 percent. that's what i mean if in today's world you still have those values i would consider you bad though yeah like in today in 2020 if you still feel like a black person's uh inferior to a white person then you're you're stupid well just look at america (laughs) i mean 70 million people still voted for trump like this How guy, is that? <laughs> this guy on um, YouTube, he's uh, called Ownage Pranks, and he calls um, people like racist, uh, publicly known racist people, and then just pranks them and just you know, impersonating a Vietnamese guy. And the people on the phone are blatantly like, you know, you fucking Asian, you don't belong here. And there are people saying those things, um, and it just makes me wonder, like, where do you get this these thoughts from? That's the. I think that's the difference now, though. That. It used to be blatantly racist. Now mm. people are more subtly racist. Yeah. They so, don't outwardly say those things, but they do actions that will impact oh, them. 100%. Systemic, sy- systemic racism. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was with a friend once. Um, so it's funny because um, I went to a very uh, white neighborhood once, one day, with a friend. And he took me to a friend's house. Um, I was there. And I shouldn't be feeling this, but I felt people were looking at me because one uh, you know a white guy's best mate is a brown guy and i i nobody said anything but i just i'm i'm you know i'm conscious i can understand how people feel to i'm sure extent. you get that anytime you go to the shire not the same anymore. thing <laughs> not anymore like talk, it's, talk about uh, white yeah and it's called systemic racism like people are not saying that hey you're brown you shouldn't be with a white guy he's not he can't be your best friend how can he be your best friend <laughs> what about the cronulla riots only happened like 15 years ago oh, that yeah. already like Jesus. yeah 
that was with um, uh, the Arabic. Yeah, uh, Arabic community. They yeah. were they would they were beating them up on trains and stuff. It well, was. <laughs> how did it spark? Is the question there? Basically, there were, uh, it was just racist it's, white people. It wasn't. It was just. It was an it, all. It was was an innocent argument between. I think it was a lifeguard and um, a Middle Eastern guy, and the media just blew it out. Yeah. And it just made it so much worse. So what ended up happening is um, ethnics were starting fights with um, like a sh- like a, like English people and stuff like that, yeah. and then vice versa. And then I remember <laughs> I decided to change schools to go into a school in the Shire. And the first thing that happened was is that everyone was like, "You're safe here." I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do you wow. mean I'm safe? What a I'm thing like, to say. I'm like, what do you mean I'm safe? I'm like, I, have, I haven't had any issues. Or like, what, yeah, what's what? happening? They're like, oh, you know, because of the whole rights. I'm like, I don't care, but okay. I'm like, I'm, I don't incite violence or care for it. I, I just know, rather just, just dodge it. It's ridiculous. And, and that was only, it shows you how quick she kicks off. Yeah. I think it's the built up anger where uh, there's always some sort of um, emotions hiding in, and then something happens, and they're like, fuck it this is it let's go outside on the road and protesting humans are hmm. self-destructive yeah yeah we are <laughs> if we didn't have some sort of policing involved oh, we would I go hate, into a state of lawlessness i hate people that say you know defund the police Ooh, that's another big like argument. you literally like- need like this is what people understand is that no matter what we yeah. do there will always by process of elimination, be a leader, regardless if we have police or anyone or not. It's just how we're built as humans is yeah. that even if we've got rem- removed security and police, people will choose a leader anyway. Yeah. And then now you've got a person leading. Well, or someone's <laughs> going to yeah. police. Someone, someone with a whole bunch of big mates will just take over. That's just how it is. Yeah. yeah. You just have a coup. Yeah. But defunding the police is a shitty Look, argument. I, I understand what they're saying is that why would we fund a, a system that is racist? Like, it's racist. Yeah. But you can't, you can't just get rid of them. No. No, no way. What, but what change what, the training? What the argument is is defund them and funnel the money into mm. social services, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I would hate to be a cop. It's just, I mean, it's not as bad here as it is over in the US. Like in the US, you can walk up to a car and get shot. Yeah, like you pull them over for a traffic stop and get shot. Mm. Here, it's a lot safer. But I just, I still wouldn't be able to do it. Like, yeah, there's so much <laughs> danger around it, but. There needs to be obviously there needs to be more training in mm-hmm. the initial the hiring process. Yeah, the hiring process. You, yeah. I would argue to make to make the pay more. Yeah. So make the pay more, then you get more people that are I guess more forward thinking mm. or they're you know, they make the selection process a bit harder. Yeah. Because then you're getting the better part of society to do a job where they have to deal mm. with the community. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the problem right now with the hiring process, uh, especially in the US uh, or any other country with that problem, is people are getting hired and being trained. Most of these people have never had a black friend or a brown friend. Like they've never really grown in a society which is diverse. Now, when you're in that sort of environment, when you have the authority, when you have the power to change things, to just you question someone by just pulling them over you just can't handle this like you you've never spoken to a person of color of another color some people go 
for those jobs because they want that power though. Yeah. Yeah. They want they maybe they've had their whole life where they've been told what to do and now they want to mm. get a job where they're in charge. Mm. They need more training on racism and how to how to handle situations because mm. yeah. I don't I don't I, they probably don't get the training mm. that they need. No. Yeah. Make the selection process longer. Yeah. Make the the tasks more community orientated yeah. where they actually make them work in a homeless shelter or something where yeah. as as part of their process just to get them involved in the community understand what they're actually dealing with and especially in states where there's uh, racial profiling is prevalent in the u.s make sure that the cop is paired up with someone um of a different background like you've got to start with the basics man you've got to get back to the classroom the thing is race aside they need to look more at the how they handle the end result the solution because the solution is what is always in the big picture. When you look at a video of something, it doesn't matter if it's it's been snipped from a 10 minutes, now it's only 30 seconds. They'll only show how the police officer reacted and solved the end solved result. Yeah. The end result. Everything in between, it doesn't matter. It's how they handled the end result. If they fix how they the how the end result is. Because I've you watch videos, there's some guy, police officers that they incorporate like jujitsu and like other like karate to take down a person yeah. without like hammering and beating them. Yeah, you can disarm a person so many different ways. Versus when you see a police officer like, get down on the ground and it's like they move, straight to see, their gun. They move yeah. their hand and like bang, they shoot them, yeah. or they go and grab their bat and they smack them, or they hit, they start cracking them in the head. Like no. There's, a, there there's is better a, ways. There's a better way to do this. And if they look at the solution on how they, like, okay, how can I get to this without, because they're a representation of the whole entire police force, of the whole country. Yeah. What they do will affect how everyone else looks at them. Yeah. So if they do it right, everyone's going to be like, the police are good. We should have more people like that. Yeah. But when they do it right, it's not advertised. Of course yeah. it isn't. No. Yeah. It's always like you got to... Literally so- filter through like hundreds and hundreds of bad ones, and you find one guy, and everyone's like, "Why hasn't this been advertised?" Like, yeah, this guy's it's just the same with this guy. same with Donald Trump doing good things. We don't hear about this. I'm sure the lad has done pretty good things in four years in, in internally. Now you're mm. questioning my statement. I am. I'm just looking at you like what, what because what shit are you talking about? Like I'm sure we're talking about career or what? They're- no, as in the four years in office, Donald Trump. Yeah, but yeah. he's he's. Talked Korea out of North Korea out of bombing the rest of the world. Is that that? What else has he done? I don't know. That's the thing. That that's the whole point. Like we don't hear about these things. You you hear about him uh, blaming Mexico for illegal immigrants and then building a wall, but you don't hear really hear about the things he's done. I'm sure. I'm sure some it's something out there that he's done that we don't know about. Twitter is the best thing he's ever done. I don't know what you're talking about. You know his handle is real Donald Trump. Is that that's so funny, man? All, like, his, all of his tweets are hilarious. Yeah. But he's the kind of guy um, who's really, um, he, he's, done, he's seen a lot of things uh, in, his, in his career. And he's the kind of guy, uh, you know, when you look at people, there are two kinds of people. One who learn from books, like practical. The other ones are with um, dirty hands, as in practical learning. And he's the kind of guy I can say uh, who has dirty hands. He's, uh, he can't really, yeah, he's fucking, not the kind of guy who would say He's got greasy those. hands too. <laughs> I'm sure he takes money from anyone he can get it from. Yeah. 
and, and he's the kind of guy who would constantly stay in a library and then learn a book, apply that. But I, he, I'm pretty sure he learned all his stuff from his developer father. Mm. Yeah. So all his business centers come from it his, has his it has. crook dad doing dodgy dealings. Yeah. And he didn't he he said he built himself up from nothing, but he got like a a five million dollar yeah five million. I mean, I I could have built myself up from a five million dollar loan. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember re- watching a meme of that. It's like I had a small loan of uh, five million dollars, and then it just goes of like what <laughs> a small loan of five million dollars. That's a hell what? of a lot of money. That's a lot of even back, back then, then. Back then, exactly. like looking inflation, you're probably Shit. looking at like twenty, thirty million dollars. Well, nineteen seventies or something, yeah. Easy yeah. thirty million dollars. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, a small loan. Yeah. A small loan is like, oh, my parents gave me like twenty grand, and I, I used it to buy a business or some shit. Yeah. Mm. And I got five million dollars, and I bought a whole bunch of apartments and resold them. And he's got more investment that has, that that have failed than the one. Yeah, that, hasn't he been? Succeeded. He's been bankrupt like yeah, a Trump whole bunch University, of times. Trump University, Trump Airlines, the Taj, and Trump the US, Towers, Trump Hotels. I don't even know what he does. How he has that sort of money? It's all inve- it's all investment. He's got so many different things. It's like McDonald's. McDonald's have uh, one of the biggest real estate owners in the world. Mm. Yeah, the, founder, buy, the movie. You own the land when mm. you think about it. Why, why, why buy and just build on top? You just buy that all the land and just yeah. rent it out to franchise people. I think it's the smartest business idea I've ever seen. Yeah, have it's you crazy. watched the movie? The founder Netflix. It's about McDonald's and how they've come to be. Flawless. It's, it's a good. It's a it's, good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It could have been better in terms of the execution, but yeah, the the the, the, the what they showed uh, is is correct because they started off with a small rest, like a, a minivan restaurant, and then they started. Uh, I think the revolutionary part of McDonald's is the kitchen itself and how flawless it was and how fast yeah. and quick uh, yeah. burgers could be cooked. They really nailed down like the actual systematic stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was called what the super kitchen. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a word for the kitchen at McDonald's. And then um, they slowly started getting into things that would even shorten the the burger cooking time. And that's that's how they um, became big. But that's also when they lost their uh, um, the ethos of what McDonald's was supposed to be um, as, a, as a good and healthy burger joint. Is that what it's supposed to be? It, yeah. But, like, I agree with the guy when he said the reason why he invested in McDonald's was because of the name. Because when you think of McDonald's, it does sound very wholesome. Yeah. It's yeah. just got that really good ring like to a, it. Someone's laugh, like a mate that you used yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah, have you been over Ma- uh, to, to Mac's house? Yeah. Yeah, just grabbed a couple of burgers, mate. It was sweet. Yeah. It was cheap as chips. Uh, McDonald's, yeah it, yeah, it just sounds fun. The um, the guy who invested, his name is Ray Kroc. You wouldn't go to Kroc. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go over to Crocker's. Yeah. <laughs> you see, mate, he got a pair of Crocs, mate. No one wears those things. If you see someone wearing them, you're like, hey, Crocs are- that way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Crocs are the next thing, aren't they? They make safety Crocs now with like steel cap. Oh, shit. Crocs Talk are- about ugly. Have you seen Kanye West's uh, the, shoes? The dumpling shoes. Are they called the dumpling shoes? No, but they look like dumplings. Oh, my God. I've seen those. Oh, it makes you wonder. I'm like, who would people wear buy that? Them, but then though. again, I, there are people are who would wear that. I, well, saw a, I saw a photo of like a shirt that had like the titties cut out. And some <laughs> dude was wearing it. And it was like 400 bucks because it was from what company? Or Balenciaga or something. I guess they're trying to sell being different. I mean, would you wear them? 
you would People probably do. Into that's a the, that's the point. Yeah. You probably have you walked around a... Newtown? I have. There are some it's... different clothings out there. Well, it's a lot better than what what we were talking about. It's it's more hippie. It's it's a bit. It's more old school. Yeah, that's what I like. You could you could literally take me build, there. Make whatever you want. Put Vers- like a Versace logo on it, and mm. someone's like, "Oh, what's that from?" I like, yeah, the Winter Collection, 2017. Yeah. They're like, "Oh my god, I want it." I'm like, yeah. "2017? That's too old, man. <laughs> it's 2023. Thank you very much." Yeah, you got to be living in the future. If you're not, then we can't be friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, talk about the things that they make, like um, pins. You know, the the bobby pins for 800 bucks, Gucci or yeah. Chanel, whatever, man. It's more the that. idea of someone yeah. being able to buy it. Mm. And Apple was slowly getting there with the oh, wheels for nine hundred bucks. What about the goddamn the AirPod that? Max? Oh man! And their it cute like little carry bag. It looks like a little purse. Yeah, yeah it's I'm like just, I'm just gonna walk with. My but they're like, how much are they here? Because they're like four, five hundred bucks I overseas. Think were, I think they're like two. I think, I'm pretty sure they were selling this for like three hundred fifty bucks. That's cheap. I think so. In the that's states, though. Oh, three fifty. I'm pretty dollars. sure it's three fifty four hundred in the states. Well, it was on Facebook, so I'm gonna guess that. If it was three fifty, because the AirPods, AirPod Pros are like four hundred, so they wouldn't sell them for less than that. The Pro Max, like they they made the iPhone twelve and they forgot about making an AirPod, AirPod, and then they're like, oh shit, we've made something. <laughs> and then they took the old engineering headphones, like yeah. you know the the, the ones Trady used, mm-hmm. polished it, and then put it in a bag and then sold it, sent it off. But is the sound better? I'm hearing I'm hearing I that it's actually pretty good. good. I have absolutely. But have you um. Have you used those Neura headphones before? I've heard of them. The ones with the in-ear pieces and the- oh, It's ridiculous. The, yeah. It's the most bizarre feeling ever, but it like cancels everything. You can't hear anything outside. Mm. Like even without the music on, it's like you're putting those- um they use the ja- yeah. jackhammer. One of those, but with someone putting earplugs in your ear So well. apparently it works where the treble and middle comes through the in-ear and the mm. bass is the yeah. outer. Uh, so the bass sort of hits you in the- temples it's crazy wow yeah but what's, they're what's like the point expensive. of that they're expensive headphones they're like they're revolutionary headphones. Sure they're aussie they're an aussie brand yeah. too yeah they're a local brand them. yeah i saw the uh, the kiosk tunnel one there one day I, yeah. I do know they adapt to your mm. hearing yeah but i wonder what the point of um the bass hitting your temples is um, there should be a science behind it probably vibrates yeah, your yeah it's vibration you got those glasses that have um vibrations uh, on it yeah and they vibrate in your temple and it actually v- vibrates the sound and you can hear it so you have to put earphones in yeah. your ears because when you think about it like this you got the vibrations with the vinyl player yeah same sort of concept. concept yeah mm. and you know Crazy, how huh? in a lot of podcasts you listen to uh the thing what you say there's uh, it apparently makes it easier for you to uh to talk about something when you're listening to your own voice that's why deaf people uh when they talk it's a bit slurry the speech because they can't actually hear what they're saying yeah so you can't really balance your words yeah your tongue yeah so why aren't we wearing headphones now that's because i'm poor it's a it's a (laughs) diy studio can't believe you've done this it's a bedroom with a table in it (laughs) let's get to the facts it's all right. So that, that's the bed. Uh, that's the bed. This is the table. There are microphones. There are people talking. It, it's it serves the purpose of a podcast studio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thankfully, we're still recording. I'm surprised. I think it was there. Uh, oh, we haven't done the mic. Oh, look, there we go. The mic's working. Um, the mic's yeah, still yeah. working. We haven't been talking for an hour for nothing, have we? <laughs> That'd be so funny. Um, uh, no, but um, thankfully it's working because uh, I was like, what the fuck happened earlier? It's mm. never happened before in 17 episodes. 
Yeah. It's just meant to be. Yeah, good thing it worked. Uh, I'm going to check what the battery is. Okay. So we may take a short break. I'll charge the cameras as well. <laughs> the cameras are dying. And then yeah. Come back. We've got... Yeah, uh, that one's going to die soon, mate. That's on your floor. We've recorded for like one hour 20. There we go. Pretty good. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about what you were wanting yeah. us to talk about. It was going... It was he tried, to, tried to segue us there, but we, we just didn't want to talk. <laughs> I heard I heard we, him mention a brief like, nope, we're we, still talking about we, this. We talked Trump instead. <laughs> oh, we trumped you. Okay, uh, well, I'll save the recordings and stuff and keep the camera. Alrighty. Going.